When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. I am back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Before I ask the guy, oh, I'm sorry. Please welcome Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? Hi, what's going on, Claudia? And please welcome Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? What's going on? Happy Monday, soulmates. I was really excited to just get to the news. I know, I'm sorry to mean to not interrupt y'all, but I finally... Fix my Wi-Fi. I got a whole. I took out the whole Spectrum system, and I got fiber, uh, whatever lines put in. So hopefully, no, the stream is glitching. Are we? Am I glitching? Your internet tore up. No, this better not be happening. No, I think it's all of us. And don't mess up. You don't gave all us a virus, and don't mess up all our internet. <laughs> Anyways, we all cross our fingers because I finally I upgraded it. Like, there's no higher. So, anyways, how was everybody's weekend? Did y'all get out in these streets? What'd y'all do? Al, what'd you do? Well, you know, I was trying to get down to, I was trying to get down to North Carolina A and T's homecoming, but unfortunately, everything was sold out going into Charlotte out of Los Angeles. So I missed that. So I pretty much just hung around L.A. Did some discovering. I went down to Santa Monica Beach, not by the pier, but on the volleyball side. I'm sure mm -hmm. you know it, Claudia. Mm -hmm. And it's really serene. It's nice. I think I'm going to incorporate that. It's far away, but I think I'm going to start incorporating that in like my weekend walks. Okay. All right. Q, how was your weekend? Uh, non-eventful. Uh, Saturday, I went to a, a, a R&B party. A friend of mine from high school is a, a, club, a promoter here. Went to an R&B party, caught up with uh, some old friends from high school. But other than that, it was not eventful. I told y'all the cleaning lady has turned my house into a five-star resort. And so I just lounged and luxuriated around my house. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I went to an R&B concert. I saw Tank and Genuine and Jagged Edge and, Ke and, and, and Trey Songs. It's quite interesting when we see the people that we report on the show. So listen, we're going to take a quick break and get some things together. We'll be right back. And uh, we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to the show. We are working with the technical difficulties, but I believe it's not hap uh, we're having no issues if you watch on your smart TV. So we are working on it right now. All right, now before we start the show, we have a big announcement for our soulmates. Mark your calendars because next Monday, November 13th, TJF will be filming in studio in Houston, Texas. That's right. We asked for our fellas. Are you, are you happy? Excited? <clears throat> I'm super excited and I'm scared at the same time. Like, I'm excited, of course, because we've asked for it. We're going into year four of this platform. I'm scared about how quickly our lives may potentially change by taking the show in studio in terms of like maybe having to move or like maybe having to be in studio every day. But I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Okay, Al. I'm actually, I'm actually excited. Um, I'm excited about the opportunity because I just feel like our energy when we're in the same room, if it, if it mirrors anything like when we were in Miami and on the boat and going out, it's just going to raise the whole level of this show. I'm super excited about that. But I'm also like a little bit nervous like you, but I'm nervous because, you know, what if one of you guys get on my nerves and we're sitting right beside each other? <laughs> well, that'll probably happen. We'll just do what we usually do. Be shady for a few seconds and then go and on then with the show. <laughs> well, well, we, we finally got it, it down. We don't, right. you know, don't, I you know. mean, and the, the fans may not know it, though, but don't pretend like we ain't had whole weeks when month was getting along, all right? <laughs> okay, so you just show up to work with your big boy pants on and hey, keep it rocking. Keep it rolling. Oh, right. yeah. Are y'all going to be drinking in the studio, though? That's what I want to know. 
Have to, yes. Yeah, I have me a little sip. I have a little sip, sip. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to get it popping in Houston. So we are going to uh, give some details later on about a meet and greet to our Houston fans. If they want to come out and meet us in Houston, we're going to set something up for y'all to come meet us in person. And uh, let's do that. All right, let's go. And after the excitement, we're going to play an in-studio game of in the hot seat when we're down there. So if you're a soulmate and you're based in Houston, Texas, please send your name, photo, and what makes you a super fan to TGIF at foxhole.tv. All right, let's start the show. Congratulations to the one and only Missy Elliott on making history as the first female rapper to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How do you guys feel about this historic moment for Missy? We're going to go to you first, Funky, because you like the music pop here. How do you feel about um, it? So listen, this is absolutely freaking amazing. I love Missy. I hate that I missed her when Al and I were at Essence. Uh, you know, no greater person is 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 worthy of this award but riddle me this um is she the first period or the first for rap because it would seem to me that like tina turner and ladies and share might have got in there before missy al help me out yeah first female rapper okay first female gotcha. rapper ever yes okay well good that that is an amazing feat um, and I can't think of a female rapper that's more deserving and that's a more well-rounded, solidified artist than Missy Elliott for this award. All right. BravoCon had Twitter in a frenzy after posting a video of the Real Housewives of Atlanta castmates walking off stage with the caption, the fabulous lady of hash ladies of hashtag RHOA say their final goodbyes after a more fabulous panel. One person tweeted, yep, there's something definitely going on. How can Bravo tweet their final goodbyes? Another person tweeted, Bravo, if y'all are trying to center a cast around Sheree, Marlo, and Sonya, just cancel the franchise. No one is interested. What are your thoughts on Bravo's tweet, and were they being shady, Al? Ooh, it seems shady to me, but nothing's more shady than than Candy and Kenya not getting a booth this year. Um, you know, I was able to attend BravaCon last year, or at least the end of it, and they had a booth, and their booth was the most successful booth of all the booths. Their line was the longest than, than, than the rest of the ladies. And this year, they didn't give them a booth, but they did give a, a booth to Sheree and to Marlo. So something definitely weird is going on. And we know Drew Sedora was not there. She was completely not there this year. But if you look at the ratings, if you look at the ratings, ever since Nene's initial exit, we have seen nothing but a constant decline. And this year, well, no, season 14, it was about 950,000 viewers. But this year, we're looking at numbers like close to 657,000 viewers. And that's not that's not good. So if I was in Andy Cohen's position, I really would either have to rethink recasting the whole show or rethinking if the show should go on. Yeah, I think there's a few uh, um, mistakes they've made because, yeah, I, of course, a lot of people love Nene, but after she left, they still had some a couple decent seasons, but then they just kept making bad decision after, well, it just wasn't gelling. They have four to 600,000 viewers right now. That is horrendous. Yeah. But I will say this. All shows numbers are down because we have video on demand now. But that's one-tenth of its greater days. Key, what do you think about this whole BravoCon thing? Um, You know, it, it's weird because the, the tweet, if you take it for face value, literally could just mean the lady saying their final goodbyes from the, the BravoCon stage. I think that people are reading too much into this. I think that... Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta will be revamped. Um, I think the issue with the Real Housewives of Atlanta is after however many years, 15 years, and I have been saying this for years, majority of the women that are there, their stories have been fully realized. All right. It says, you know, Cynthia got married twice and divorced. Candy, we've known Riley from the time she was a baby to the time she's now in college. She lost a lover, got married, opened business. You know, Sheree, she lost, you know, couldn't build the house, now build the house, kids are out of the house. These women's lives have been fully realized on the screen. And the drama at this point is manufactured because after 15 years of not getting along with somebody, we figured out these two people, three people just don't gel. Um, I think the Real Housewives franchise is a cash cow for Bravo. I don't think they're just going to abandon it. I think that they will probably revamp it. 
Um, and I think that revamp, if they're smart, would probably involve Portia and building a cast out around Portia. Mm. All right. All right. Well, we shall see what happens because at one point Atlanta was the one that was the most popular. I hate to see the numbers like this now. All right, yeah, and also I hate you hate to see that was the only black, you know, majority black cast on the whole on the whole platform. Like usually you'll see one black woman in a cast. This was the, uh, like an entirely all black cast. So I hate to see that go. Now they got Potomac and then they're like, all right, focus our energy over there. Like it's yeah. just, they got no promo. All right, y'all, Tasha Kay reportedly got into an altercation with a man who allegedly disrespected her in Miami. Now Tasha can be seen in the video aggressively kicking towards the man's head before security pulls her away. What do y'all think is going on here? Funky, this happened in your city. We could have had this in what the Florida. What, <laughs> what have you heard? What have, what's the street saying? Oh, here's the funny thing. I actually have not heard anything. I was laying in a bed at about... 2 or 3 p.m. when I saw this across my thing, first thing that went through my mind is this is not a good look, all right? It, it's just not, it's not a good look. It's never a good look for anybody who is a public figure, so on and so forth. Now, I don't know the details. For all I know, this man could have spit on Tasha K. This man could have stole her pocketbook in the bathroom and the fight was warranted. But I will say it's never a good look when a public figure is in a physical altercation and especially with what we do for a living, it's already easily to believe that we are messy individuals. We are problem starters. You know, we, we cause a lot of trouble and this just further feeds that narrative. But um, we don't know what happened. You know, the man might've been warned at getting stomped out. I don't know all we can do. I'm pretty sure Tasha lives by my motto, which is pay me for my pain. So I am pretty sure the whole story will be on her Patreon at some point. Right. That's right. All right. Al, what do you think about this? There's a couple of things here. Like number one, we, I could never support a man fighting a woman. I don't care what happened, how it happened. I do want to see the entire video, but I also think, remember on November 3rd, Tasha K shared on her platform that she had got into it. She had gotten into a fight with several trans women when she was filming Deja Vu. So maybe, you know, you know how like you, you get like PT, PTSD or whatever that is, like she's already on 10,000 from coming off of a fight. And she talked about that on November 3rd. And this happened on November 4th. So maybe she was already on defense in her defense. She was already on defense. And from what I understand, this guy ran up on her. So we know we don't think it looks good. But then again, she could be just, kind, you know, maybe protecting herself. But I, when I saw his bloody face, I was just like, oh, my goodness. I really do hope that he started this. And this wasn't something that she was able to inflict on him because she just opens herself up to more legal issues. And I know for a fact she doesn't want any more of those. When you're the one that's got something to lose, it's like it's so hard to control your emotions, but you kind of have to. And I, I do believe that probably someone came after her. She, you know, a lot of people be mad at people like her and us. Actually, I was at a concert this weekend like, uh oh, who's here that we don't report it on that didn't like our reports? You know, hi. Um, I just think that Tasha K right now, the block is hot right now for you. So if I were you with all you got going on and, you know, I would probably just like probably not let pe be around events where people could actually reach out and touch me and just let things kind of die down for a little while. Sometimes you got to do that when things are hot, like when your name is out there, like every couple of days, you make it th these people mad, those people mad. It ain't justified and sucks that like you have to alter your life, but for your own safety, this could have gone really, really bad for her. If he was able to get close to like assault her, mm. he could have shot her. He could have stabbed her. He could have really hurt her. So I would just kind of chill out and let kind of things die down. Here we go again. But yeah, that's what I think. All right. Megan Thee Stallion dropped a huge bombshell in her new single Cobra after insinuating that she caught her ex-boyfriend party cheating. Megan raps, hold up, caught him cheating. Spot, I'm sleeping. I'm going to tell you right now, I played this song and then I played it again and I played it again and I got teary eyed from how vulnerable Meg was being. I think this is her best song. She said a lot of stuff that a lot of people have ever gone through depression can deal with. And like this ain't even the best line in the song, but let's just go. For, let's start with these allegations. What do you think about these allegations, uh, Q? Um, you know, it, it's so funny because I... I have a situation where a friend has a baby that's one years old and her dude is now got somebody else pregnant and 
in that moment, I said, this is the making of the bitter black woman. Like now I understand what happens to people when they are in their late thirties, forties and fifties, and they're still hurt and angry when things like this happen to you. I, you know, I have been blessed that the few relationships that I've been in, they've been relatively healthy. Probably the most unhealthy part has probably been my behavior. I don't know what it would do to me. I don't, I'm, being, I'm being honest. I'm being vulnerable here like Meg. I don't know what it would do to me if I walked into a place where I was supposed to be sleeping and my significant other was engaged in a sexual act with somebody else. It would probably make me distrust human beings for the rest of my life. Megan, just praise the Lord that you don't have any children by this, whoever this is. You don't have any shared assets, shared homes, shared businesses, and you got away relatively unscathed. Mm-hmm. Al, what are your thoughts? Well, since we're taking a skip down vulnerable lane, this has happened to me, actually. So, <laughs> um, and you are devastated. You're devastated because you're just like the level of disrespect. I think that was what hurt me the most when I had this experience. And it wasn't too long ago. It was during the pandemic that I had this experience. And and then you're just like disgusted. You're disgusted with the person. You're disgusted with everything. And then you become disgusted with yourself. But you know what? I'm with Claudia on this one. Um, the fact that she poured, I think, all the pain that she's experienced in the last couple of years into this Cobra is the reason why she has outrated Doja Cat and Ice Spice in the uh, millions of views in the first 24 hours, both on YouTube as well as on Spotify. We know that she posted 2.14 million views in the first 24 hours, and that space was held down by Doja Cat, which posted 2 million in the first 24 hours, followed by Ice Spice. So she has outclimbed both of those ladies by being vulnerable, by being real, by being transparent. And hey, we the fans are loving every second of it. I, I... I love the song. I love it. It's just so honest. Um, I'm going to say this. I think I cringe. I, I'm like realizing things right now as we're talking, right? Being vulnerable and all that. I think I cringe when I hear the bitter black woman thing because Megan's story that she told was horrible. And the way you guys both looked at it, like you both were like, damn, like, fuck you. You said I might mistrust people for the rest of my life. And Al said it really affected you. In my, I have a lot of female friends. In my friend circle, Every single one of my friends has multiple stories like this, not just one on top of a sexual assault, a rape, a molestation, a man beat me. I don't make as much money as men. And so I just want people to just kind of keep that in mind because it's so easy to just write someone off as bitter black girl. Mm-hmm. But when you look, think about it, when you're traumatized time after time and your friends tell you buck up, even your own mother, don't be weak, don't be a weak bee. And you like really don't have time to process. Not everyone's a rapper where they can put it, put pen to paper and express mm-hmm. themselves. They just have to deal with it. And I hear people be like, no, nah, all that stuff couldn't have possibly happened to you. No, it does. And more. And a lot of times when someone reveals their trauma to you, not just women, I'm sure all of us, we're revealing the tip of the iceberg quite literally right. because there's so much other stuff. You'd be like, well, what's wrong with you that all these things happen to you? Listen, there's a And if you're an attractive person, you're going to attract a lot of good and a lot of bad. So I don't, you know, I, I just, I, I appreciate that. And I hope it starts a trend of people just, especially female rappers to stop just being service and talking about their peas. And and this is the kind of stuff that I think a lot of people are hungry for right now. I really, really mm. do. I, I hope it starts a trend because I'm here for this. I play that song. I learned the lyrics. I don't never know the lyrics in those songs. I wrote them down. <laughs> it was so good. All right, y'all. Um, hey, you can relate. What'd you say? You could relate. Yeah, really. You could relate. I was like, could I was like yep, been there, been there. I kicked that. the door in. Yep, we all see. <laughs> but look at I all three of us. It hit a nerve. All three of us can relate to what she said, that one story. Right. You know? All right, Keith Lee respectfully gathered Chad Ochocinco Johnson after he claimed that Keith is ruining the Black food community. Check this out. But I do agree with you. It is hard to open a restaurant. It is hard to get the funding. It is hard to have people come in. I agree. And I'm blessed enough to be a marketing platform for those restaurants completely free. To me, it seems like you have no idea who I am. And again, that's okay with me. All right. Any thoughts on Keith Lee's response? Al, let's go to you first. Yeah, you know what? This guy, I, I'm just obsessed with how he keeps it calm. He keeps it real. 
he keeps his factual and he 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 shows his receipts that's the thing that kills me about this guy like he showed paying he asked the lady how much did you do in sales today charge my card i want you to double that he raised forty thousand dollars for another struggling small business he makes sure restaurants get customers and 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 people have put testimonies out about how there were two cars in his parking lot one month ago and after he came now there's a line out the door this guy and his influence is nothing but less than what noble because most people don't use their social media platforms to really breathe life at the level that he does into our small our small businesses especially our small african-american business and especially our small african-american business in the hospitality of food space now the best part about this story is it was ocho cinco's daughter who got him together and he was like no nah, dad you cool and everything, but we are team Keith Lee. And dad, you need to educate yourself because this is a guy who has 14 million followers and his whole mission in general is coming from a space of good and doing good for not just the community, but for the black community and the small business owners in the black community. So I was here for all of it. And look, Ocho did the right thing, which makes Ocho Ocho, he apologized. He said he was sorry, and he also said that, yes, Keith Lee got him together. He said he read him, read him all the way back. I loved every part of this. Before we go to Funky, real quick, I see the chat. I see the chat going up. I know there's a glitch. It is not Fox Soul. It is YouTube having an issue right now. So please, the Fox Soul app is working. Or go watch us on Samsung or on your smart TVs or the Roku. Go on Roku and go to the Fox Soul channel. It's working fine there. We apologize, but that's that's on YouTube. That's 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 a, that's a not me girl. It's a not us girl. So that's YouTube. All right, so coming up next, Tiffany Pollard. Oh, I bow down to you. She reads. I love it. And later we have your tea fact of the day. Stick around. <laughs> Welcome back to TJF again. This is a YouTube issue, not Foxhole. If you want to catch us, just go to Roku and go to the Foxhole channel. I'm also here on Tubi. You can catch us. And also, of course, you can always get us on the Foxhole app so you don't miss anything. And also watch us on the replay tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be fine there. All right, y'all. Uh, in a recent episode of E's House of Villains, Tiffany Pollard gave Amorosa the read of the century. Now, during the process of elimination, Tiffany told Amorosa that she doesn't want her sympathy vote and said, since I already said that, Amorosa, may I also say that I find you to be a bleeping, bleeping Republican bleep. She went in and she said, and I sleep better at night knowing that you're not in the White House. Like, I'm not doing it justice with the bleepity bleep bleep bleeps. You got to go and Google it and watch what she said. What are your thoughts on this read? Funky, I'm going to go to you first on the read. What you think? Um, You know what? The read... You know, Tiffany has done better and I would have read her down into the ground. I think it was more about the timing and the placement of the read. And it was one of those things right. where, where Tiffany was like, baby girl, before I bow down to you, I'll just get kicked off this show. And she went in and let have. One thing I love about Tiffany Paula is that she knows how to make good reality TV in a way that doesn't feel forced, fake or manufactured. And because of that, uh, that's why this thing has gone viral. That's right. Okay. Al, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with Q on this one. You know, we're going to be talking about this again. This is this is why you pay Tiffany. This is why you call Tiffany's agents and offer her these types of jobs. Isn't she the one that, that coined the phrase snatch your wig? I don't know. I'm not for certain. Yeah, no, she, she definitely was the one that coined snatch your wig. And I, I will say this. Now, Claudia, you have worked with her on an entire show. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear your information and your your intel that you have on Tiffany. Now, I worked one or two episodes with you guys and I had the opportunity to work with her. And Q is right. It's just something about her. It, it's it's she's extremely dramatic. She doesn't care what people think. It's, she definitely is smarter than you would ever think. She's always on cue and know when she's got to give what she has to give. Even her mother's entertaining. 
But yeah, I want to know from Claudia, give us the real tea, because when you have to work with someone on a regular basis for an entire show, which was the next 15, you really do get a front seat on that person, their personality, if it's real or if it's fake, do they turn it on and off? So I want to hear what you have to say. Well, you know, I, of course, was a fan of hers from back in the day. Like she just totally killed, uh, you know, Flavor of Love and then her, all her spinoffs. I love New York. I think she's hilarious. And we were always cool. So when we did the next 15, let me tell you how much of a professional Tiffany is. We 1000% got along and 1000% were cool. So she had a scene where she just went off and I'm like, wait, what's happening right now? So that's why I was kind of like not taking it serious. I was laughing. But then when I look, look back later, she knows how to make good TV. And one time she went off on me, right? Well, but she winked at me before and was like, to kind of signal me like, we're about to just have a moment. I love that. Cause guess what? Right. No hard feelings. I don't take it as real. I, we can go have it. Like I said before, we can go have a drink. None of y'all knew that it was fake or it was, you know, it was process. I won't say fake, but it like made for good TV. Like I was like, oh shoot, I'm seeing her in her glory. Like what makes right. her so great? She don't take, she wasn't taking it personal. Although she may seem like she does. She knows how to do reality. And Amarosa knows how to do reality in a mean way. Right. But like not as playful. Like Amor, uh, Tiffany's more layered. She can be playful. She can read you. She can be funny. She can snatch your wig. She can she can do all those things. And I think that's why she's far more lovable. Well, right. Amorosa is really more for self. You know what so I mean? So can, can we talk about why we were all so excited that Tiffany read Amorosa? Like Amorosa has come to this point, and I feel like it's an impasse in her career. Now, she's been disliked before but i feel like her association with donald trump and her other antics has really kind of moved her meter over to we don't we like is that is that kind of what everyone else is feeling like i was so excited like i sat on the end of my chair just to see what tiffany how she was going to read omarosa and that has a lot to do with how i think about omarosa now in the space of reality television or in I general, I don't. I don't think anybody likes Omarosa. You know, one thing about black people, and, and and I think it is definitely a vestige of slavery. We don't trust people who get too close to the master, or that that don't follow the herd. We don't. And Omarosa is one of those black people. You know, despite the fact that she's a dark skinned black girl, she don't run with the herd, and that's very distrusting for black people. And so, yeah, I don't think people like Omarosa, we trust, want, or quite frankly, care about. So yeah, we were happy to see her get read. And and, and, it's not, and I, I know people get, the, we get a lot of criticism, right? Like black people, not a monolith. You're allowed to not be a Democrat, but you were so flippity floppity. You were not only a Democrat, you worked in the Clinton administration, like you worked with the Clintons and you campaigned on behalf of Obama and like you were down and then you flipped all the way around. Like it's very clear that you're an opportunist. I get being cool with him. But once he started doing moving in the ways that he was moving, that was very detrimental to black people. You continued to suck on the teats of Donald Trump. And you didn't provide us a good reason why we should support him. You was all worried about kissing his ass and you guys are going to bow down and kiss the ring. She should have said, listen, I know him a little bit better. Let me give you another softer side of him or tell you how he could be beneficial to, to black people. But she did not. She only cared about herself and a little snag tooth mother. And that's why oh. we don't. No, no, no. I don't, I don't rock How the mama get in it? How the mama get in it? It became a whole snag or two. The, the mama, mama punched me in the arm on the red carpet. I'll never be here for her mama. Oh, and where the mama? Where the mama? Her shoes were worn. Where, where you said the mama worked at Claudia at Marshalls on Ventura Boulevard. She had a she was an honest living. And <laughs> work ain't honest, but it pays the bills, honey. It was. It was okay. Let me go out and get dragged and call me around. All right. In other reality news, uh, Tiffany, I love you. In other now we're talking about news, somebody else, Mama. Lord, have mercy. Uh, <laughs> the mother of one of Nick Cannon's uh, village of kids spilled some tea on an episode of Selling Sunset. A Brie TC revealed that she once slept with Michael B. Jordan. And she mentioned that although Nick Cannon is free to date other people, he might take issue with her stepping outside of their unconventional relationship. What are your thoughts on this tea, Al? Um, yeah, look, I believe her. I believe her. You know, I don't know that that it, when it was, it could have been recent. It could have been late. We know that she's a part of one of the number one 
uh, reality shows on Netflix, right? Um, we know that she rotates in that Hollywood crowd where she meets a lot of successful black men like Nick Cannon. She has a baby by him. She obviously knows Michael B. Jordan. She's saying that she had sex with him. Um, she's a beautiful woman. He's a beautiful man. Um, it, it, the thing that bothers me the most in these scenarios is one, I just, these same women keep popping up in our very successful men's life. And I, I, that just confuses me because there's so many beautiful black women. Why aren't they dating more beautiful black women? That's number one. Number two for me is, are these men recycling the same women? Because everybody is having sex with the same women. And I just don't understand. You have options. You have millions of different women you can choose from. Why are these dudes sharing the same woman? I just don't get it. So maybe Q, Claudia, maybe y'all can help me with this because that's one thing that really kind of confuses me the most. Me and my friends talk about this all the time. The men are fans of the men. They are oh, fanning out, oh, I'm screwing Floyd's that. ex. I'm with Nelly's ex. I'm with Flo Rida's ex. I'm smashing oh, And they are just, oh, just Claudia, admit you got a man a crush. It's true. They go after the same guy. Like they, if you were on someone's arm, they like, they, if they like uh, are fanning over your guy, they mm -hmm. watch you even more. It's wild. I sat there and watched it so many times. That's why the same mm. girls are chased by the same high value men, all the same mm. parties. And they be like, I want to, I want to smash, um, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy's girl or whatever. That's what they do. They're fanning of the men. I think my opinion. Q, what do you think? No, you know what? You, you 100% took the answer that I was going to mm -hmm. give. Um, I was just talking to a friend daily that said this, uh, this season of Selling Sunset mm -hmm. was really good. You know, there were a lot of people saying that they didn't like her doing this, that we're, you know, kind of more used to men spilling their guts in this fashion. And I will say, you know, there are double standards and th there are some misogynistic ways that I do subscribe to. Right. But, um, Although it made me raise a shoulder and be like, Ugh, I'm not really used to women talking like this. I mean, it's her body. It's her relationship. It's her business. So she gets to talk just as freely as she wants to, as the men do when they get on 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 a podcast. You know, the only unfortunate thing is that sometimes when women talk like this, they get branded as hoes, whereas men, it ups their social currency. Again, it's not fair. It don't make it right. But it's just the world we live in. I, okay, so you know I'm being nosy right now. Going back to Claudia, now, Claudia, what do you call them? They are fans fanboys. of the men. They're fanboys of the men. So they basically, if they if they knock down the same woman, they're equal to. Kind of. You put your penis in the same place your idol's penis was. I wow. remember being in Vegas, right, with my girls, and we saw a whole bunch of San Diego Chargers. Ooh, I'm not gonna drop names, but some of the more popular ones that y'all know of, and. There was all dudes around the table, um, like on some fan-ish, right? They was pushing the girls out of the way to get closer to their eye. And I get sports stars, right? But they was literally pushing women out of the way to get close. Like all dudes on the couch, arms around each other. Women are at the bottom, like just looking up, like, and the guys are drinking out their bottle. And I was like, wow, like I see why they would be, their egos would be so out of there because having like the men were shameless in the adoration. When they, I hear men call women groupies, you're right. There's a hell of a lot of female groupies, but let's not act like women having the exclusive rights to the term mm. groupie because I don't see men tripping mm. to get around certain people. I'd be like, oh, you got, you okay, boo? Want me to get them for you? Okay. It's wild, man. Wow. It's cute. That would be cute. Switching gears. Um, Are you guys, um, Consistent with making your bed in the morning, Funky. We know your answer. Ooh, I don't make my bed. You know, funny story is, I, I, funny story. I've never made my bed, and I was never required to. Are you serious? Never. What? The only you time, know, the only time I had to make my bed up was when I went to my dad's house, and that really didn't count because my stepbrother and I shared a room when I went there, and it was a hideaway bed. So when I when I woke up, I put it back down and push it back under. But as far as my mom was concerned, I never had to make my bed up. Um, I guess my mom just had bigger things to do than enforcing, you know, benign, arbitrary rules. If people came over, she just said, close my room door. But I never had to make my bed up and I don't do it now. Mm. Wow, I saw a study that said a lot. people that are like <laughs> consistent with like making the bed end up being successful because it's like they yeah. have like, it's like the, it's a, 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 a habit. accomplishment. 
Mm-hmm. Alan, you make your bed every day or no? I, you- listen, I try. I, I am definitely an advocate of it. Remember, I come from a military family. So in, in my household, you were up early in the a.m. And one of the first things that you did was make your bed like they did when they were in the military. And and at first, when I was young, I hated it. But when I tell you that the, the sense of accomplishment that it gave me, the level of of completion the 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 way that it made me start my day um doing something productive the way that using those same methods made me more organized and obviously would say prepared me to be extremely successful in college extremely successful in the workforce on in wall street and and continue to be successful because it created this sense of accomplishment for me like the endorphins in my head was like oh i did it and oh look it looks really nice and now i can conquer anything else going on the in the day i have never not made my bed like i even if i'm running late i will make my bed i will make my bed and put the throw pillows up like i'm that's one thing i'm kind of like anal about like i i like when i come home and it just looks neat and i i don't know and my mother wasn't a drill sergeant about it. She just was like, you know, make your bed and brush your teeth. Like there's a routine I have every day. I make my bed, I brush my teeth, I get on the scale, I make tea, and then I check all my messages. And it's just like, I don't know, I'm a creature of habit. But okay, that's interesting. We all have, we, me and you have similar takes and uh, Q. Yeah, all right. Hey, well, a jewelry company is looking to pay someone $1,000 to vlog themselves making their bed and sharing how that impacts their feelings. Now that you hear this, Q, any, any would, would you try this? Would you try no. It? Hell no. <laughs> it's still like that. No, you know, I, I'm, 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 I, yeah, like, I, I, you know, the, the, nothing about this is appealing to me. My whole life is in the blogging space. So been there, done that. Um, and, and a thousand dollars is just definitely not enough to motivate me to do something that I don't like to do. Honestly and truthfully, guys, adding a little more layers to this, making your bed to me is just stupid. As a matter of fact, I don't like my house overly clean either. It feels too sterile. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like my stuff to look lived in, used. Like I'm not the person, why do you make your bed? You just gotta peel all that those sheets back and put all those pillows somewhere just to get in it. When I stumble in drunk after a night of partying, <laughs> I want my covers to be fold it with the perfect triangle <laughs> right in there and fold it all the way already I, I'm not trying to take all those decorations and stuff I'm making your bed up to me is stupid this sense of accomplishment that everybody talks about is completely manufactured because following that line of thought brushing my teeth every morning gives me a sense of accomplishment walking the dogs every morning gives me a sense of accomplishment making breakfast every morning gives me a sense of accomplishment it's just a false sense of accomplishment to me Stupid. Don't you have company come to your house? And you like to not, see not in my room. And the ones that is coming in my room, baby, they don't they want them throw, about what they don't want them throw pillows up there anyway. <laughs> if anything, they using them throw they pillows arch up their bike or to lay their head on or to, or to put down on the on the floor for their knees, baby. They ain't they ain't <laughs> <no> decoration. <laughs> Man, I know there's all kinds of and just take them sheets off and make your bed. Funky. Can uh, you imagine what's under his bed? Oh. Around his bed? I'm my the opposite of Funky. Like I want, when I come back Friday. to my house, I want everything to be in place. I want it to, I want it to be organized. I, I'm like anal. Like I want it to almost look like you're walking into the, a showroom of a, of a, of a, of a, uh, furniture store or something or you know uh, what i'm saying we we got to read this comment pamela powell and i see you see it funky said that's why that lizard fell in your bed and you couldn't find it there may be some truth to that although i did shake out all the blankets and so funny story i was taking a, if you guys don't know the lizard story go to my instagram post and look my instagram page and look a few pages back you'll see a lizard fell on my chest the other night. Um, I was taking the garbage out today and I did see a little lizard at the front door. I don't know if that's the same lizard or a different lizard or not, but we gonna pray it was the lizard that fell on me. Oh, that lizard that fell on you, like, I'm out of here. It's too dirty. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did lizard leave your bed because it's too messy for the lizard? Right. <laughs> Al's, y'all, some, y'all some hating holes. Well, I'm gonna read what the soulmate say. Al's Funky Jordan, so they got all three of our names and their names, okay. said, 
Unmade beds are for dirty people, just musty and lazy, funky. Tanya <laughs> something said, Q like lizards in his room. <laughs> I don't like lizards. I like snakes. Get it right. Oh, uh -oh. God. All right. Coming up next, we have your tea fact of the day. And later, find out why a man is accusing his dog of homophobia. What? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to TGF. I'm happy to report that the YouTube issue has been fixed. Fox Soul app, we was always working, but the YouTube issue has been fixed. So you can get back in the chat and rock with us. I will say our soulmates, y'all, uh, Alan Funky, even though it was like frozen, they still was in the chat. Like they got their own little community. And then I think that was super cute. So we, we appreciate y'all. So get all your friends to come back over here though. All right, y'all, listen. Times are rough for a lot of a lot of us, so we got to make sure our credit is right, and we got to keep our you know any kind of help we can get. We have got to take advantage of it. So I want to share some stuff with you. Uh, of course, charging higher interest is how banks make their money, and they take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is just okay but not great. Scoremaster, the new science in accelerating credit scores, puts you in control of your money, not the bank. Now, say your credit is uh, six hundred fifty, and you're borrowing five hundred grand to refinance your home. Well, starting at Scoremaster could save you over 75 grand in interest over the life of your loan or even more. Now that 75 grand is your money, not the bank's. And that's the genius behind Scoremaster, especially now with these high soaring interest rates. Now it only takes a minute to get started and you can add 30 to 100 points on your credit file, depending on your situation. So before you apply for any loan, auto lease or credit, start at Scoremaster. Go ahead and visit scoremaster.com slash T to try Scoremaster for free. That's right. Free. Now visit scoremaster.com slash T, scoremaster.com slash T. Y'all know I'm a new homeowner and definitely Scoremaster helped keep me on point. I actually was thinking about um, taking out a home improvement loan because I'm doing like some big things in the back. And, you know, I got an alert about a late payment that was made when I was in the jungle doing what I was doing. And it's helping me climb back up because it's giving me the tips to, to address certain things. And I, I, I really, this is not just uh, something I got to read. Like something I really do believe in. And it does work. I've seen my score go up and I've seen the alerts come in. Funky, uh, what are your thoughts? You know what, to Claudia's point, she's a recent homeowner and I'm one of those people that have got one foot in and one foot out of the market, just kind of waiting on the right deal. But Scoremaster definitely keeps me in tune with what it is I need to do. And most recently, guys, if you look at my, um, my Instagram page again, I made my first student loan payment today since 2007. And a large part of the reason is because I got a suggestion from Scoremaster that suggested, you know, while it's not weighing on my credit heavily, the fact that I owe more than what I originally borrowed is having a small effect on my credit. And I said, you know what, Q, you've got to eventually pay these things because you live, you work in a, in a career field that's not eligible for the forgiveness. And so, you know, it's those small things like that that just help you continue to fine tune your credit for those who have good credit. I highly suggest Scoremaster. It's simple, it's easy, and it gives you tips about things like me with the student loan situation that you weren't even thinking about. I saw that today. Well, this student loan people, thanks Scoremaster <laughs> for getting key back on. Right. Y'all got your $700 payment today. Okay. Promotional consideration <laughs> furnished by Schoolmaster. Um, okay, let's get back to more topics. We can all agree that social media tends to resurface some of the most random facts in pop culture history. So it's only fair that we unpack those facts in our key fact of the day. All right, y'all. Do you guys remember the infamous character, Betty Boop? The little sexy white cartoon? <laughs> yes. I well, hate the fact that you said that. According to various reports, Betty Boop was inspired by a talented Black artist by the name of Esther Jones, a.k.a. Baby Esther, in the early 1900s. Now, unfortunately, her style of singing and dancing was stolen by an aspiring white singer, Helen Kane, who started incorporating Esther's uh, acts into her shows after watching her perform. This is not new to us. We stay getting jacked. Now, this is quite common for white performers to steal the acts of their black counterparts without credit or compensation during the 1900s. Are you guys surprised, Alan? I know you got some facts on this, so I'm going to keep <laughs> what do you We're think? not surprised. I'm more disgusted. This is like, this is, 
Listen, if anybody else did any type of copyright infringement, especially the other way around, people would want their freaking money. This is brutal and this is disgusting. And this is plagiarism at its finest. How are you going to like, first of all, um, Helen Kane bit off of Esther. We all know who Esther was, especially the, if you studied the Harlem Renaissance, if you're part of the arts, if you know anything about the dressing up of Harlem, if you know anything about the Cotton Club, you know who Esther Jones is. She was very distinctive with her scants, the way that she could do 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 boop 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 boop. And, and like for a white woman to steal that from her and for a company to make the whole fabric of that that cartoon about a white woman when it's really about a black woman and then to use the black woman's voice while you're doing it to me it just says to me that Esther Jones estate needs some money run me my money oh no run Esther Jones family their money because it's just not fair all right Q you know, Al ate it all, and I just wonder if in 2023 there's a case that can be made, kind of like how they did with Henrietta Lacks, how her family went back and were able yeah, to get that's a whatever, good one, whatever for using her mm -hmm. cancer cells. I just wonder if, you know, Miss Esther's uh, uh, people, family, direct descendants have a claim. Uh, Arnold Norfleet said, culture appropriation at its finest. It, it's, I mean, it's the compliment and insult at the same time, right? It's a compliment for our artistic and our creativity. And then an insult that you stay stealing and not compensating. Where is the money? All right, so coming up, we are playing a fashionable game of hit or miss. Stick around and hit that like button. Welcome back. All right, soulmates, in case you missed our big announcement early in the show, mark your calendars because next Monday, November 13th, TGIF will be filming in location, on location in Houston, Texas. And I'm excited. Add, yes, and to add to that excitement, we're going to play an in-studio game of the hot seat. So that means some soulmates can come on down to the studio and meet us in person. If you are a soulmate and you are based in Houston, Texas, Please send your name, photo, and what makes you a super fan to TGIF at foxhole.tv. And we cannot wait to meet our Houston people. We're going to do a meet and greet out there, too. We're going to figure that out. All right, y'all, your favorite celebs were styling and profiling at the 2023 Lackmar Arts uh, Film Gala. So it's only right that we play a game of hit or miss. This is my favorite game we play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's cue the music. Get into it. First up, we have Kim Kardashian in a metallic pink gown. Was she a hit or a miss? Hit for me. I like it. It was a nice gown. I love the color. I love the sheen. I love the fit. Hit. I mean, it's a hit, but I was expecting more from her, you know, because she really brings it. This looks like maybe she wasn't sure, but definitely a hit. I love the dress. I do not like the gloves. Okay. Next, we have Jennifer Lopez. Hit or miss? Uh, the body is bodying, the leg is legging, the slit is right where it's supposed to be. I love the color. It's definitely a hit for me. I'm going to say this is a little bit of a miss. The body is bodying, the hair is hairing. It looked a little simple for me, and I would expect it a little something different from Jennifer Lopez. Um, I like Jennifer. She's kind of, I like her in nude colors. I think she looks good. I like her in more vibrant colors, but I, I like the dress. It's a hit for me. All right, what about ASAP Rocky? Was he a hit or a miss? You know, with men's fashion, it's so unfair because the only thing that we get to wear is uh, tuxedos and suits. It's regular. I'm going to just uh, hit. I'm going to say that's a definite miss for, for ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky usually brings something a little different, a little weirder, a little bit more fashion forward. This actually looked like he's heading to a family funeral. So definitely a miss. And I don't even know what's going on with that tie and that face. Uh-uh, we're not doing this today. Um, it's definitely a miss for me. Can you put the picture back up? I like a guy in a plain black suit. But tailored, it looks like it looks too big in the waist. It just doesn't look like it's a good fit. I don't mind an all black suit. It just looks, it looks very boring. It looks like the, there's two different blacks too. Looks it like does look like it's two different blacks and the double breasted in this picture. I want to amend my answer and say, <laughs> miss. <laughs> Listen, I used to work at Oak Tree at the, uh, 
Y'all know what I did too, right? That's giving me the 99 cent, that's it three sure pieces, $99. Two for one. It was, yes. Okay, uh, we have Lupita Nyong'o, hit or miss? Oh, Lupita hit, all her Wakanda glory. That, that color on her skin is amazing. And the biggest hit is her skin was sun kissed by the gods. That's the biggest hit of that look. Yeah, I like the juxtaposition between the sheer and the cloth, her skin, her body. It's just uh, clearly is screaming a size two at best, maybe a four. I love everything about that young lady. That's definitely a hit. Not only is the dress a hit, that location, the picture, the everything, everything is working in that picture. From her, her bone structure, the dress, the color, everything. Murder. Look at her arms, beautiful, beautiful, Lips beautiful. Bomb. Okay, next we have Paris Hilton. Was she a hit or a miss? <laughs> um, it's gonna be a miss for me. That's very matronly. Um, with her level of money and, and she's been walking in runways and stuff, I was just expecting a little more. That's a little too matronly for me. So I'm gonna say that this is a hit because of the color. And also we know with her branding, she's taking a pivot right now. She's a mother and she wants to be matronly and she wants to be socialite in the grandest of its glory. And I think this is the beginning of that. She definitely is giving me, I know all the powerful people of Hollywood. My family comes from Hollywood and that's what we do. Major miss for me, those white pointy shoes at uh, this time of the year, the dress. It's giving, um, what are the people that ride that, have, that don't have electricity in Pennsylvania? Amish. It's giving Amish <laughs> runway. Okay, what about Jodie Turner-Smith? Was she a hit or miss? Ooh, the body, body, and uh, ooh. Because uh, she black, I'm going to give her a hit. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give her a hit because she's black too, but you know, that's very lazy. We've seen it a hundred times before, but if you're trying to show body, arms, and physique, 110%, you could not do anything better than that. The skirt is a hit, the top is a miss. It's just too broad, it does not flatter her, but the leg and the body looks awesome and her skin looks beautiful, but the outfit, I don't like, the top, I don't like it. All right, real quick, Lenny Kravitz, hit or miss, we have time? Lenny Kravitz? Everything that Lenny Kravitz does is a hit, baby. That's a hit, hit, extra hit. hit. All right, all right, Lenny Kravitz, you, you get it right. It's a, I think you can probably hit everybody on this panel. All right, I want to thank my co-hosts, Al Reynolds and Funky Doniva, for joining me tonight. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Sorry, y'all. Stay tuned for Fox Soul Face Up. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. All right, have a good night, soulmates.